into the contest. It is Monday the 21st of June. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. Shane Lee, how are you? Mate, I am well, Timmy. I've had a lovely weekend, although it was raining a lot, mate. I uh, spent a bit of weekend cooking and I I actually uh, got to watch an old movie, Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. Hoo-ah! It was great to watch. Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! <laughs> it pissed down, didn't it? It was freezing. <laughs> I was standing on sidelines all over the weekend as well as working. Yeah, yeah. sort of uh, the weather was very much about sort of cooking a lovely pasta and having a glass of something like that and watching a movie. So, mate, good to see you. I did go to the circus. There were, there were no elephants or lions, but remarkably, it was very entertaining and the kids loved it. They, there was a trapeze act and, you know, Dagwood dogs at 10 paces. So if you see the Stardust Circus come to town, go and have a look. All right, you have an opportunity to win here on Afternoon Sport. Of course, follow us on our Afternoon Sport Twitter or Facebook page. And over the next few weeks, we will be giving away a Western Sydney Wanderers signed soccer ball. So get on to that. Today on the show, we have Corey McKernan, former AFL champ. And of course, Newcastle Knight Mark Hughes. Shane, look, as life goes on, we're finding more and more about Greg Norman, the great white shark, he's great white one wood. He's like, he's become a very fascinating human. I call it the, well, two pictures, the great white ass in the shower and um, dog with a boner, or should I say dog with a boner. There's <laughs> some extraordinary photos of, of the shark. We're finding out, mate, he actually works out in the dark, mate, with some music in his ears. And he's going to live to 115. Extraordinary man. Yeah, he turns the music up at night and sort of uh, no doubt yep. swans around in his birthday suit. And he walks <laughs> walks down the beach and sort of makes an impression on his King G's. Look, he's an extraordinary figure. Greg Norman, what happens next? And he is coming back home to Australia, so we'll watch that space with interest. But coming up next on Afternoon Sport, we're going to talk to Mark Hughes, of course, a brilliant round in the rugby league with the beanies for brain cancer. And uh, he's got such a a remarkable story to tell. That's next. What a brilliant round of rugby league it was, not only on the field, but of course the the Beanies for Brain Cancer round. It was for the Mark Hughes Foundation, and uh, it's great. We've got the Newcastle legend on the line. How are you, Mark? Tim and Shane, yeah, I'm great, thanks. What a what a wonderful, uh, once again, a wonderful weekend of support for... for for brain cancer, uh, you know, it's wonderful when a sport comes together as one. Um, you know, you can really be powerful and achieve some wonderful things. Mark, in terms of support, how, how, much, how many dollars did we raise this weekend? Yeah, Shane, so we've just announced uh, last night that, um, you know, we're at $4.1 million raised. Wow. Uh, that's, that's, that's profit after all our costs, and uh, it's just been a huge weekend. Um, we've had lots of other things other than the beanies. Yep. Um, we had the, the Churchill family uh, with, with the help of the Calendar family, who, are, who a lot of people are very close to. Uh, they, they donated Clive's first ever test jersey wow. um, and sports bet. Uh, they bought the jersey for 50000 wow. and donated it straight back to the NRL so it can sit in the headquarters there. And, and you know, sports bet have been wonderful. They, they've donated $1,000 for every try. They've done this for the last five years. Um, so many other uh, things in and around the beanies. The McCloy family, um, they're a family in Newcastle who have been very successful. Um, well, they've started a foundation and they've decided to donate $1 million to our cause. So, so many great things going on in and around the beanies, mate. 
Absolutely. And look, everyone has their their contact with this whole initiative. And Matt Callender was one of my great mates and God rest his soul. He, he really drove it hard, didn't he, Mark? He knew he only had a certain time on this earth left, but uh, he drove it hard, father of four, um, to see it um, prosper in the manner in which it has. It makes me very proud as a friend of his. Absolutely, Tim. You know, um, Matt and Ann in particular um, joined us uh, you know, right when they were when when they were going through the the, the, the dreadful time, but they wanted to uh, sort of drive this, um, and it was a, a Channel Nine and NRL come together, Fox come together, and everyone agreed that you know this is something that we wanted to help with, and um, you know the Calendar family are still with us uh, in this journey, and you know it's uh, it's just been since that time we've now sold over seven hundred thousand beanies. Uh, we've probably raised about fifteen million now after this weekend. Oh. Um, so it's just been game changing for for brain, you know, for brain cancer. Mark, may longer continue, mate, and uh, let's try and eradicate this horrible disease. But on the turn to on the park now, some really big uh, differentials in results on the weekend. Again, Manly came back winning fifty six to twenty four, um, South forty six to Brisbane zero, um, Storm sixty six. Tigers 10. What's going on with these big score differences? Yeah, well, the game's, uh, you know, obviously quickened up a bit. And I think mm. um, if teams are getting on a roll, it's very, very hard to stop. Um, we've obviously got some top teams as well that uh, are probably a step above a lot of the teams. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it is a bit lopsided. I mean, it was really good for the foundation because we were getting $1,000 a try. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Was, um, I wasn't complaining, um, but uh, yeah, it is. And you know, we don't want lopsided. We want we want close footy games, and um, we're seeing some great footy and attacking footy. But I guess as a fan, you want to see your team competing and and being somewhere near the, mm. you know, some chance of winning towards the end. So yeah, there's certainly um, a little bit going on there, mate. With that focus on State of Origin next Sunday as a former New South Wales player. How good would it be if we could kick their ass again in Game 2 and then come back in Game 3 and just do a do a nice dance to make it 3-zip? Well, what, well, yeah, coming off that wonderful performance, um, the Blues will de- definitely be fancying their chances, but it's a, you know it's been happening for years. Queensland, just when you think they're down and out, they find a way. So, um, yeah, I'm sure Freddie will be driving that into the boys this week and um, they'll go up there prepared. And, um, yeah, can't wait. and be awesome, you know, to get get it wrapped up at 2-0 and um, go into the third. So, yeah, that's exciting. Looking forward to that one. Is it a, it's a Sunday night game? So, is that mm. right? Yep, yeah, next Sunday. It's true, mate. You, you mentioned that the game has quickened up, but the Blues look so much more, well, a lot faster than than the uh, the Maroons in, in the first game. We've got some serious pace, don't we? Yeah, I think the the harder surface up there at Townsville suited our guys, but mm. our outside backs just outstanding, all of them. So, uh, and the halves, you know, the Penrith halves, yep, they they know each other inside out. So you had them steering them around. You've got Tedesco at the back, you know, one of the best players in the game. So. This backline of New South Wales is is awesome, and it's a backline that you know could be together for the next five years. And yeah. um, you know, if you're a Queenslander, you'd be it's quite a dawning prospect marking up against those types <laughs> of guys. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be nice if we could get a bit of a run on anyway. Back back to back to uh, a life matter, Mark. Look. How, how are you personally with your health? And, and look, your attitude is just one of the great attitudes of life. Like having gone through the battle and going through it um, every day is, is, is met with a fantastic sense of anticipation in your world. 
Yeah, sure is, Tim. You know, you, uh, you think you're going along well and you're bulletproof and then something will jump out from nowhere and grab you. And for me, it was brain cancer. And you quickly reassess things and you realise that sometimes you spend a lot of time worrying into the future or, or letting the, the past bog us down. So you just got to make today count. I get, you know, make make today the best you can and wake up tomorrow and do it again. And um, I think that's the best way to go. And it's certainly helped me in my journey and I appreciate things more. Um, and, you know, yes, it's a, a tough disease. I, I get scans every four months, but I'm going wonderfully well with that. So Beautiful. I've got to be very grateful for no, good to hear, mate. Good to hear. All right, Mark. Well, uh, great uh, to chat with you. Congratulations on what has been a hugely successful initiative and onward and upward. Talk soon. Oh, thanks for having me, fellas, and I uh, really appreciate the support. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, two-time Premiership player with North Melbourne, Corey McKernan has the lowdown on the weekend. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. Time to talk a little AFL, and our man, of course, is Corey McKernan, two-time Premiership player with North Melbourne. And, Corey, only a few games on the weekend. Yeah, there are only a few on the weekend. But, well, this round was sort of uh, always planned anyway, but it has been a, a very much a split round with all the things that are going on with COVID anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was planned in some ways, but, yeah, COVID has, it, has its way with us once again. Corey, as a kid, um, you always dream, particularly with AFL, of kicking a goal after the siren. Um, the Cats... Did that, uh, 83 points, v, beat the Bulldogs 78, and it was Gary Rowan after Siren kicked the goals. Bloody good football to watch. Yeah, well, it's the second time he's done it now. You, you, mm. you hope that you do it once in your career, but this one was way easier than the one that he did with the Sydney Swans. He did that one from the goal square, but this one was the one that you, mm. as you mentioned, you dream about mm. as a kid, 40, about 40, 45 metres out on an angle with everything on the line, and mm. it was just a beautiful kick, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was unbelievable. It was extraordinary. And I think that uh, you know there was a, a massive question mark. People was thinking it's a bit of a kick and hope, but you know the reaction from the whole team and the coaching staff. And look, it uh, could just be a symptom, couldn't it? They they look good, Geelong. They really do look good. They did look good, but uh, I suppose yeah, we do need to have a chat. Look, Joel Selwood was probably the reason why they won the game with that with mm. that knock on in the last quarter, but. Look, that, that, those incidents that Joel Selwood, that he does, as, as everyone's mentioned in the media, I know Tony Shaw, who's uh, I know you boys spoke to last week, they're the incidents that we, we should be clamping down on. I know, mm. that, look, there's these split-second incidents in the game that as players you can't do a lot about, but that, doing acts like that, we all know that that's not Joel Selwood's character, but you know what, that shouldn't count. That, that should be stamped out of our game, and I reckon the AFL have let him off with this one. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. The, the big thing that um, what a lot of people in New South Wales and Brisbane don't realise is that the amount of um, members you get in Victoria. Um, Essendon now had another great win on the weekend. Essendon 86, be the Hawks 73. The last two games the Bombers have played, they've sold out. Yeah, it just reminds you. And see, Carlton are the ones we all also forget about as well. Like, we mm. have got these sleeping giants in the AFL. Like, obviously, we poked the bear in, in Richmond and They've got 100,000 members and then won three out of the last four flags. Look, I think with the Bombers, as we've already mentioned with you boys, uh, one thing 
the Bombers fans are great at uh, are great at doing boys. They are wonderfully good at getting in front of themselves. <laughs> and mm. what they need to do, as we've mentioned, just let these kids develop. If they don't make the finals this year, they can't even be they wouldn't have even spoken about finals going into the season, I don't think, like with the kids and yep. what was happening. Mm. I think they just need a year, let them develop. They've got some unbelievable kids. This could be the Baby Bombers Mark II. You know what I mean? The, the famous mm. Baby Bombers that had James Heard and that sort of thing. But you know what? Just let them develop. But it would be, uh, yeah, the other one that was in this game. And isn't it great that he, I think he's done it in a contract year, um, Jake Stringer. He yeah. come out and probably arguably had the, the best individual game in the entire season. I think he had 29 possessions, kicked four goals, and they were all unbelievable. They were, you know, and, and it probably speaks volumes for how great uh, Dustin Martin is, that how often he does this. That's that's how we compare it nowadays. He was a Dustin Martin type game. Yeah, it was it was superb, wasn't it? What what about the Gold Coast, Corey? Look, so many sporting franchises try to get up and going and 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 you know and thrive in and around the Gold Coast, and it just hasn't worked to this point. And again, we saw an absolute thrashing on the weekend. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do. It's uh, it's it has become the graveyard of sports teams, hasn't it? And as you mentioned, every every team that goes there doesn't seem to get it right. It, is it just the weather's too nice, and the players don't focus on their footy? I don't know what it is, but a few distractions. Look, yeah, the, 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 a few distractions, maybe Cattle Avenue. Um, <laughs> but look, I, I really. Yeah, the AFL of uh, – and look, on the flip side, here we are. We're talking about like a great football state like Tasmania. People try to throw up garbage reasons about about commercial support and everything like that. That's a lot of crap. Like seriously, mm. I, I think Tassie really deserve their team, but they really do have a massive problem in what is going on at the Gold Coast because you can't give, keep giving them priority picks and they keep stuffing them up. And, you know, I mean, everyone has a go at my beloved kangaroos. You have one bad year and people want to kick them out of the competition. Well, I think the heat's going to well and sure be on, be on with the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, well, speaking of Norse, mate, uh, Brisbane found a way to beat them on the weekend. It was a low-scoring affair, 64 to 45. Yeah, look, they're tracking nicely, the Kangaroos. Like, the, you know, I mean, as we've mentioned, look, oh, I'm just glad that they have won a game. Um, mm-hmm. But, look, the thing is, you can see that they're actually developing and they're getting games into a lot of these players. And, Look, it, it was a good game uh, uh, up for probably about half to three quarters. But look, you just had the class of uh, Brisbane with the, the players that they've already got. Look, pre- pre- Brisbane are in the premiership window. The Kangaroos aren't. And that's why they got across the line. Yeah. You finally, uh, GWS, they've been a fantastic story for the AFL, of course. Uh, they've hit the ground running. They had a, a reasonable patch of land to, to lean on in Western Sydney. But uh, that was a, that was a good – I know it was Carlton, but it was a good win. It keeps them very much alive, swirling at the bottom of that sort of eight or just out. Look, I may be uh, a little bit biased because my great mate Jason McCartney is a footy manager. But as you mentioned, look, I, I think the – GWS has done a fantastic job in Sydney. And even in particular, the last 12 to 18 months where they've lost players, even, um, you know, I mean, even this year, everyone thought they might fall off a cliff a little bit. And they found a lot of players this year. So full credit for them. And they're still knocking on the door. And I don't know, I think the final eight is pretty much set, even though we think GWS and Essendon might give it a shake. But um, look, full credit to GWS because as a football club and in particular this year, they've been fantastic. Mm. Yeah, they have been, mate. Well, Corey, brilliant as usual, mate. Keep your walk up and uh, we'll chat soon, eh? No worries, boys. Have a great day. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today, of course, to Corey McKernan and to Mark Hughes. Thank you to Spartan Sports, Shane. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow afternoon for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.